Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, the legendary Randy Erickson, and today we have our second second timer, Mark Harris of Rev3, and uh, figured I figured Mark should come on with, now that there's actually some people listening, because he was kind enough to be one of the uh, original ones last year when probably nobody was paying attention to the podcast, so... Um, we talk about uh, their races going on and spend a lot of time on Cowboy Tough. And there's some interesting interesting things that will be going on with uh, that race. So that should be good to hear. Uh, in other news, not much. Uh, working. Actually, I'm recording this on Saturday morning. And as soon as I get done, I'm going to go shoot monster trucks. And the best part about that is I spent actually spent the day yesterday with with them um, filming some behind the scenes stuff. And your announcer when he does the the ground's already shaking, it's like he's the guy that does the ground's already shaking. So that was pretty cool. Uh, got s- some other cool people lined up in the next few weeks. So I'm not going to tell you who because I wanted to make you listen, but. Uh, Another, more good episodes coming your way. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can always go to uh, that iTunes place and give me a positive rating. I don't know what good it does, but it makes me feel good. And uh, you know, PayPal, if you want to make a donation to the podcast, want to hire me to do something, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, you've all heard that before. So anyway, thanks for listening and go fast, take chances. And here comes Mark. Yeah, can you hear me now? I can hear you perfectly, actually. Oh, there's a slight How's must be been? must be something in the line because you got a slight British ac- accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. We're um, we just had a whole load of snow here yesterday, so my kids have been off school for two days, and they're rolling into another weekend, so. No. You know, so it is so what it is. It's craziness, right? <laughs> so you guys have kind of had a rough winter, haven't you? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty bad. Um, we 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 always think you're out of it, like it cuts through January, and you're like, oh yeah, it's not been so bad. And then February hits, and then March, and you're like, oh yeah, this is what winter is. <laughs> yeah, so well. and we have like uh. Our trail series we we do here that starts next weekend, so we have a pre ride tomorrow, and we're trying to make the call where that's going to happen today. And so, um, you know, we don't we try and do as little as possible here in the winter because the weather just can always just bite you. Yeah, I was just going to ask: Is it really throwing a a spanner in the uh, preparation for races this year? Or not too bad yeah, I mean, yet? We, yeah, I mean we're kind of lucky. We have a couple of different places we we race and. Um, you know they let us race on their trails and we're very careful about uh what we do out there and we have some other places that if there's any kind of moisture we can't race and so we have we have to work around that and 
ideally you don't want to cancel a race because it just messes everything up just not mm -hmm. for us but participants and everyone has their own schedules so um but it sometimes it is what it is and we have to work around that yeah so um okay here's something i'm trying to get better at uh why don't you tell the people who you are <laughs> yeah sure so um, I'm Mark Harris, and uh, I am the owner and or one of the owners and a race director for Free Adventure. Um, that's my brother calling there. And um, <laughs> we own a uh, adventure racing company, and we do a whole mixture of stuff from adventure racing, trail running, uh, mountain bike races. Uh, we've kind of branched out into doing some half marathons. Uh, we... Um, we work very closely with the, the Rev3 Triathlon Company, which actually this year um, was bought out or merged with Challenge America. And so Mike and I, who's uh, Mike Spiller, who's my business partner, we've really kind of moved away from the triathlon side of things. And this year we're really kind of going out fully on our own um, and trying to make it all work as a, as a fully-fledged um, outdoor endurance business. So uh, this year's this year's going to be really telling. You know, we've had uh, we work with Charlie Patton, who's the owner of um, Rev Three Try, and he's been great and really kind of we're able to use a lot of his resources and work with him and kind of have um, a great synergy between the both of us over the past three or four years. Um, but this we're kind of getting to a point where we're really going to be stepping out on our own. Oh, that's so kind, um, of, that's kind, kind of, of a big background. deal. Uh, <laughs> A whole series of um, adventure races we do as well. Mm. We've got a one coming up right now. It's in its fifth year. It's the uh, Shenandoah Epic Weekend, and we do a, a big 26-hour race. Um, we do a, a 12 kind of a sprint sprint race, and we've been playing around and adding a few other races over the years. We have a, an Aqua Blaze, which is really kind of a a paddle and a trek with not a whole lot of navigation. It's kind of a, a, a stepping stone for people looking to get into the adventure racing world. And then we do a big family adventure race on that weekend too. And that's, that's doing great. Um, and that weekend just keeps growing every year. So we really love that. And then we also do um, Cowboy Tough. We started that three years ago. Um, this will be the third year this uh, July. And that's a three and a half day adventure race through um, really the outbacks of Wyoming and then this year we're pretty pretty excited that we've we've joined the AR World Series with that race so um that's going to be great we've got a lot of a lot of the same people coming back to do it some new phases we've um managed to up the numbers that we can we can take out there this year that we think we can safely manage so that's going to be pretty exciting and then uh, we've also added a new race in Georgia this year too so this is going to be the first year for that and that's just outside Augusta, and uh, that's going to be a 24-hour race and a 12-hour race down there. Yeah. So that's kind of what we do on the adventure racing side, and then we do a half marathon series. We just teamed up with um, Cedar Fair Amusement Parks last year, and we do go in and do half marathons, 5Ks in each of their amusement parks, and you get free tickets to the parks. Uh, that's kind of a, a, nice, a nice perk for people who come out and do that. And then um, we have a trail series that we do and uh, in the spring and fall, and that's kind of local in Northern Virginia. Oh. And then uh, we also do um, a series of glow runs, which are 5K, kind of get the family and kids out. And we do that in the evenings when it's, there's a sunset, and uh, those, uh, those are fun as well. And then we do them kind of in conjunction with a triathlon, and then we do them 
Also in towns where we go in with an adventure race and the local community wants something else that people yeah. couldn't come out and do. So that's something that we can throw on for the local community and it helps with sponsorship and some other stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of a big picture of some of our races. Yeah. So basically you don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and You know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because people go, oh, you know, you're not doing your race. It's like we, we did, I think, our last race in, in November and then we did, a, we did a New Year's run as well. People are like, oh, it's great. You must have the whole winter off. And I'm like, no. no. It's, uh, I mean, literally 80% of the work for all our races goes in before we even get there on race day. There's just so much organization, preparation. and mar- Marketing is huge. Mm. Um, just trying to spread the world and even getting people to show up to do your race. The amount of effort that goes into that is, is kind of mind-boggling. Yeah. Well, it's like it's a, like an adventure race. Nobody sees everything that the six months that goes on beforehand when you're just getting ready to race, it, yeah. it gets easy when you get there, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's almost, you show up on, as a race director, you kind of show up on race day and you're like, oh, this is, this is good. We can actually get yeah. this, this started and actually all that other work I've done is actually hopefully going to pay off. Yeah, it's good. It is. So, and you're the second two-time visitor to the podcast. Yeah, I think it was about this time last year. Yeah, so, when uh, I was... Uh, I'm honored. I really am. <laughs> well, see, I don't think last year counts because I was just begging people to, you know, I, I think people were kind of thinking, eh, I don't know what this is all about, but I'll give it a shot. So those, you early adapters, I think, helped a lot. <laughs> so. You know, Randy, it's it's a great series, you know, and hopefully there's a lot of people listening to it, but if if yeah. people haven't listened to some of the previous episodes, they should go back and, and list them. You know, I just, actually, I just finished this morning listening to your interview with um, Denise Mass from Naira, and that was good. And it was fun listening to all the guys from Yoga Slackers. I just got through them. So yeah. it's something I, I always throw on when I'm working out um, yeah. and listen to all these people because it's great. It's great to hear their stories and, and what's going on. And, you know, as you always say, it's kind of a very good um, close-knit community. And, you know, I know a lot of these people, and it's it's good to hear some insights from them. Yeah, because I think, quite honestly, we you know, we know all these people, but you know, there's there's a lot we don't know about them too. So yeah. that's that's what I'm finding kind of fascinating. Is I think one of my favorite things was um, Jason saying that him and Chelsea aren't married when they race. <laughs> so you know that that might be a tip for people. Which if you yeah. race with your wife, don't be married. So well, my my tip would be don't race with your wife. But there you go. Well, my my tip is make your wife race and go take pictures of her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, I know, I know. You guys all you're getting Paulette all prepped up for Primal Quest, so I'm kind of yeah. venture on that. Yeah, we're working at it. It's a uh, yeah, you know how that how that goes. Looking for oh, just guess looking for sponsors, looking for gear, figuring out logistics. <laughs> so yeah, but um, well, let's you know, kind of what I'd like to do is if anybody wants to know about you, they have to go listen to the first podcast. But I'd kind of like to have you go through, you know, the races through the year. Well, you know, the Shenandoah and, and, you know, kind of walk us through all that kind of stuff. And then we'll, you know, we'll get done. We'll talk about cowboy tough and cause that's going to be big. So, so yeah. the um, 26 hour ones first. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I mean, all our stuff, we actually just really just revamped our website as well. That's kind of what we've I've spent some time doing this winter just to make that a little bit easier to follow. We For a couple of years, we were doing something called a races guide, which we liked. It was great to get um, the information about the events out. And it's a great place to put sponsors and, and do that. And it just got a, 
or pretty cumbersome to, to update and you have all this information all over the place and you forget to update it in one place and you run into trouble. So we've actually just revamped our website and it, we think it's pretty clean. So you can go on and look at any of these events and there's a single page and it really should give you all the information that you need if you want to come and take part in them. Um, the 26th hour this year, it's, it's our fifth year doing it in, in the Shenandoah. And so um, it's a great, this year it's a, a completely new paddle section. Um, we paddle on the South Fork of the Shenandoah River and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful section of river and it's an excellent time of year uh, to come and paddle it. Um, all these events go on uh, the weekend of April 18th and 19th. And so the other thing we've done this year is um, we've moved our, our uh, pre-race meeting area and we actually are going to have a, a bike drop and we don't usually do that and that's going to happen down in Front Royal uh, which is one of the nearest big towns um, and we're actually going to have without giving too much of the course away you know people will do a paddle and they'll end up down in Front Royal and from there they're going to do um, a little bit of an urban O course which we haven't done before which is kind of nice and it's really trying to get some of the local community involved and really kind of once again kind of spread the word of adventure racing and get some people to see what it's all about i mean most of the time these guys when we do our races they really truly are in the middle of nowhere and uh, it's not very spectator friendly so we we kind of add that section to to mix that up a little bit and then from there they they kind of head over towards um george washington national forest which is uh just a massive playground of excellent mountain biking and trekking and We've got some few different orienteering courses set up over there. Uh, and um, one of our, actually our team captain from uh, the Rev3 Adventure team, Dave Ashley, he's he's doing a lot of setting that course up. So he is really kind of setting that with uh, the, eyed, uh, the, the mind and eyes of a, uh, a pretty elite racer. So that should be interesting for the O course. So we're home. Uh, we've got some, a, a lot of the East Coast teams are coming out this year to, to do it. Um, we'd like to get a few more teams. Uh, it's, um, a little bit, I think last year, the race that we did was, it was extremely hard and it put a lot of people off. And we, what we've actually done this year is one of the other races that we, we usually do is a, a sprint race and it's usually only about six hours. We've actually extended that to, a, a 12 hour race. And so I think what a lot of people have done is they've stepped down from doing, trying to take, take on the 26 hour and they're doing the 12 hour because the numbers for our 12 hour race have, have gone through the roof. So maybe, maybe that's where the demand is and maybe that's the, the stepping stone for people coming out to do, do the longer races. But, um, so that's our strong series that we're, we're kind of developing. That's really kind of the eight to eight to 10 to 12 hour race. And it's, it's, it's more than, it's kind of based like a little bit like an off-road triathlon, but it's more than that. So we have basically, you know, three distinct sections that we, we're going to do. There's a paddle, there's a trek, and there's a mountain bike. And just the same as all our other races, when we do our formats for our races, um, the navigational components, we have mandatory checkpoints, and they're usually pretty easy to find. Um, I mean, if you can, yeah. if you can read a map, a trail map, you're going to be able to follow all our mandatory checkpoints. And that's really to help, you know, the beginner teams to get through the course and get over this hurdle that everyone, everyone has of the beginners of the navigational aspect that seems to scare people away. And then we also, we have our optional checkpoints that are out there that really kind of challenge the, the lead teams and, um, 
put more of a navigational challenge in there. So that's that's our strong race. And then we have our Aqua Blaze, which is basically almost a marked course. It's a 13, 14 mile paddle and then a 13, 14 mile trail run to the finish. So they'll happen. Um, they all start on Saturday, the 18th. And then on the Sunday, we have a family adventure race. And that's a lot of fun. Um, and it's, it, it truly is a proper adventure race. It's, it's, it's not watered down in any way. They're just shorter distances that we think the kids can handle. So they're going to be doing a two to three mile paddle on the Shenandoah. Um, they do a trekking section and they do a mountain biking section. It's of course, a, you know, a little bit easier and we keep them on easier trails, but they get the same map, same passports, um, all the same type of stuff that the other teams do. And we like doing that on the day. It's going to be nice this year because we're going to be finishing the 26 hour, the same type of time that the families are, uh, are racing. So it's, it's great having those kind of different ends of the spectrum involved and having the kids see these, these other guys coming in after they've been out in the wood for, for 26 hours. And, there's, you know, you get the 10 to 14-year-olds, you can see it in their eyes. They're like, oh, that's, that's so cool. I just want to go out and do that. So um, that's our epic weekend. We, we kind of love that. That's been our flagship uh yeah then well, we have... let me ask you about that have you been doing it long enough to have you seen like the families moving up or is it still a little early for that still a bit early we, we do see a lot of um we do have uh when we do our mountain bike races we do have um even on our, on our trail runs we have uh, we call them a young warrior category so you know that's under under 15s come out and and we see a lot of those kids coming out and trying to do the adventure race as well. So, you know, we really do have like this community of people, these families that we know that, that their kids are really into these outdoor sports. And we can see them coming and trying these different events that we, we put on. So that's really good. And we, you know, that's our ultimate hope is, you know, they're going to grow up and they're going to come back and do more of our races. Or at least, you know, or go and promote it or, or at least know what it's all about. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit early, but we 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 you know, we are kind of starting to see that kind of crossover. No, that's. I mean, is that where the growth is going to come, or do you think like the tough mutters, or I mean, do you? Obviously, there's. If we if we knew you, it would be easy, but do you think that's where the growth is going to come from? Yeah, I, mean, I think I think so. I mean, I think these uh, it's going to be the CrossFit crew. It's going to be the the guys who've been out and done any of the obstacle races and mud runs, I think they are, you know, actually was when Denise was kind of bringing that up earlier, I think that's where we're going to see some growth from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you, you definitely need some transitional events uh, that, that bring people over. And we're, we're going to, you know, it's part of branding and marketing and all those types of things and having people actually understand what it is. Cause you, you know, our, our elevator pitch when we try and tell people what we do is like five minutes long. And they're like, what? I don't get it. So <laughs> It's got to be a tall which, building. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to work on that. And that's we're we're trying to build that out with these different different lengths race and kind of package them. So we're building these epic races in these different locations that, you know, they're more than 12 hours and we can kind of pigeonhole the type of person we want for them. We're building out a strong series. And you'll see in 2016, we're going to really go back and we're going to kind of rebrand this, you know, traditionally sprint adventure race. We're going to kind of rebrand that and out into like a two to four hour kind of series race. that will be geared towards the families or the first time people 
And we're just going to try and put it across in very simple language that captures this audience um, that they'll come out and do this. But it's not a mud run. It's it's you know it's not an obstacle course. It's going to be an adventure. Right? But I think it, you know it's the marketing and pitching and being in the right place in the right time to help help that stuff grow. But I do think there's I mean there's obviously an audience out there. Yeah. Those races have just just blown up. So we know that people are out there looking for these challenges and want something to stand around the water cooler on Monday and talk about. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, an audience we're looking at. Yeah. So here's a, this one's a little self-serving, but, you know, Primal Quest, the word is, and I don't know any, a lot, but that Primal Quest is going to be on TV again. Do you think that's going to help? Because, you know, you know how many people I talk to that say, oh, yeah, I saw Primal Quest or Eco Challenge on TV and I wanted to do that. So um, you think, do you think enough people still watch TV that that's going to make a difference? Yeah, and I, you know this this comes back and forward all the time. But um, you throw this stuff on, and it, you still got to have the marketing behind it, even if yeah. it's on TV. There's like uh, it's weird. I'm sitting down with my daughter; she's you know 14, and she she actually doesn't watch. They don't watch TV at all. No. It, there's 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 so many web shows and all this you know YouTube channels that that actually the younger people are actually watching, and I think that. I mean, they're in this generation that's really growing up on that. I think you've still got the 20, 20 to 30-year-old crowd who probably, you know, watch TV. And, but below the 20-year-olds, they're, they're getting their information from a billion other sources. So, yeah. it, you know, it'll be tough. I mean, we had Cowboy Tough this last year. We did. We filmed that, and we, we put enough together, put a little short together mm-hmm. and put it out there. And I, th- I think it's the way you sell it too, right? I mean, if yeah. you're going to sell it as a reality show, you people just want to see the drama, the the accidents, the the misery and the pain. Um, and so if if you want to portray it that way, and you want to you want to you know you want to go down that route, you can do that. Mike and I have discussed that, and we've kind of said at this point we're like, well, I don't think we want to do that. I don't think it cheapens it or anything, but I I just don't think that we want to. We don't want to market our product as people just being miserable and, and in turmoil and yelling at each other and falling out. I mean, a lot of that happens, but, um, you know, I don't think that's what it's about at the end of the day. No, I think to me, I think you look at it more as it's a, it's a athletic endeavor. It's not entertainment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, you, once again, you got big things like, you know, survivor, um, you know, um, all those types of uh, reality shows that, that are, are based around endurance. But at the end, it's not. It's all around, it's all around the drama between the, between the people. And certainly yeah. that exists within the answer yeah. as well. So, so I think, you know, even with similar, I, I think with, uh, you know, the Eco Challenge when that was on TV, um, some of that was in there. But I think people were just so impressed also about the physical aspects and mm-hmm. watching the actual, you know, the competitiveness of these people going out and doing the events, that was part of the draw too. I mean, no one went out and said, I'm going to go and do an eco challenge so I can yell at my, my teams and fall out <laughs> with them and have drama, right? That wasn't yeah. why people were interested in going to do an adventure. Right? Oh, there were probably one or two that were. <laughs> that's their that's their thing. So um so we got Shenandoah. What's well then what What's next? Yeah, on so um, I'll, I mean, I jump four. We've got the um, our other big one that we have is um, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Actually, Mike's done a lot of the prep and setup for that. 
and we're looking working with um, uh, a local county down there to basically highlight some new trails and a park that they've put in. Uh, we went down and we checked it out, and it's um, it's it's pretty nice. They've got a going to have a very large, I think, water-based O course in that race, which is something that we haven't really done before. So that's going to be interesting. Um, there's some great mountain biking, and once again, we're going to have a 26-hour race down there, uh, and an eight to twelve, and also um, a sprint race there too. And that's going to be taking place. I think it's the first or second week in November. Um, yeah. I actually haven't been to scout of the course yet. I will be going down there in August to go and basically kind of scout it out and do the final mapping um, and make sure everything's ready to go. So, but uh, what we're really trying to do with that one is put a bookend on the year. Yep. Uh, we're hoping that's going to be um, USARA Nationals for 2016 or 2017. Um, you know, our, our Shenandoah race is uh, very early in the year, so it's hard for them, for them to be part of the any kind of series championship. Yeah. So that's yeah. we were really kind of looking to to do something towards the end of the year so we could take part in some of you know, a series championship, either whether it's NAS or USARA or anything along those lines. Yeah. So um, I'm just thinking, and don't take this the wrong way, but you're kind of nuts. <laughs> and my, well, I probably everybody knows that, but my reasoning is you're going to spend July in Wyoming and August in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, Maybe and you know what? Best. On my way, actually, on my way down to Georgia, I'm just about to sign up for the um, Adventure Capitalist BDAR. They have their, they've actually got a new race they're putting on the Hogback, um, the new 24 hour race down in Tennessee. So that's that's my stopping point on the way down to, to Georgia. So, so yeah, that... I mean, that's, uh, we're on the road a lot. Come, yeah. uh, come um, March, we're all over the place. Yeah. So we do a lot of traveling, a lot of traveling. Is that going to be like the one your one race of the year? Uh, yes. Yeah. So um, actually, I picked it out. I, I've I've got a a guy who we work with. He's actually um, uh, you probably know him, Greg. He's a, he's a one of our helpers who comes out mm -hmm. to Wyoming. He actually drives our big rig for us. He uh, he's caught the adventure racing bug, and so we we're working up. I did a short one with him. Um, at the beginning of the year, we did like a six hour together. So we're, we're working up and I'm going to show up the ropes for a, a 24 hour this summer. So I've got a few other mountain bike races I've signed up for. Um, I didn't actually do really any racing last year at all. We, we, when we were running the, um, or working on the triathlon side, we were traveling constantly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's literally every weekend it was open to do anything. We were, we were working, so it's really tough. So this year, I've, I've early on, I've carved out a couple of weekends, and I'm actually going to try and go and do some races. So um, support the other support the other organizations, and just you know see what everyone else is doing. I think that's that's really key for us to to um, to keep ourselves at the top of the game as well. Yeah, I think yeah, kind of keeps you so you don't forget what what racers what the racers want, what they like. Um, yeah, although exactly. I don't I don't think you guys forget because. I mean, you're out there. You're cooking hot dogs. You know what it is. <laughs> so, um, can I want to ask you just one question about last year's Cowboy Tough? Okay, but it's two parts. Um, what did everybody really like? What did everybody like the most, and was there a part that everybody didn't really care for? Um, everyone loved the white water. Mm 
even though um you know it's 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 really tough uh so everyone loves the stuff that's really really dangerous but yeah. then at the same time for us that's just um it gives me panic attacks you know so <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not gonna send i mean we know a lot of these people and they're, they're all supposed to have gone out and done 24-hour races and all the rest of it yeah. and, um, but but at the end of the day ultimately i feel i'm responsible and i don't want to put anyone in a situation which i don't think they can handle so mm. and and frankly as well our insurance doesn't cover it so when we go out and we do things like a whitewater section you know we, we have to have guides we have to take them down yeah. um uh well that's kind of what what we've done so far but the the whitewater people left and they didn't seem to mind that it was the guided section and it was kind of like okay where you got to stop and you have to you have to get there before this and i think as long as you set the expectations ahead of time in a race yeah um you know there's things that's always going to cause logistical problems or issues like you know rope sections or bottlenecks and these types of things or moving gear around and of course, on the back end, we're going to plan it to make sure that stuff runs as smoothly as possible. But you tell your test participants up front, look, realistically, we've got to do this. <clears throat> and I think most people are okay with it, but people love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what I got a lot of complaints about. There was, um, I mean, the last day was was just hot and long. Yeah. Uh, the bike. And we, we took feedback from year one on that, and we did a couple of water drops. Because we knew that that was that was going to be an issue, yeah. but really that was uh, a, you know a true true test of endurance on that on that um, on day three. I think it was even if you didn't get lost out there, it was nearly eighty miles of of riding and um, in just brutal heat. Yeah, you know, and that that was the day we we saw teams and people starting to drop, and we were going out there and picking some people up, but it was it was a hard day. Uh, and people loved. Um, we we had that great O course that was down in um, in uh, the Devil's Hell, Canyon, Hell's Half Acre. Yeah, yeah, Hell's Half Acre. Um, people loved that too. The guys who yeah. got down there to actually do that, it was it was it was interesting for them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. You know. You know how I lie. So I have one more question. And when you, and specifically, for, this is for me. When you laid the course out and stuff, did you kind of do it purposely? So it, the way I put it, all that cool stuff was in the morning, which made it great for Chris and I because then we had the day to go get stuff uploaded. So was did you plan that or did that just work out that way for us? I did it all for you, Randy, just to make Thank your you. day. That's, it that's it worked. Well, you know, it was because <laughs> – well, quite no, honestly, I think, I think um, you know, for for us, when we do a race logistically, we know. I mean, we know that everyone's, uh, and it, we're we're fortunate in the way that we do the cowboy tough. And some people like it, some people hate it. Yeah. Some people hate it at the beginning, and then they like it in the middle, and then they hate it at the end. I mean, we have <laughs> a whole bunch of feedback on that. Is I mean, we have this essentially a dark dark zone that people yeah. have to get to and um, stop if they if they've made it before that time, and then we release them again in the morning. And so what that does is that really does help us with things like doing challenges and have them work smoothly, um, being able to let you guys capture, you know, all the teams together doing stuff, um, everyone updating each other. We do it for safety. There's multiple reasons we do it. And I think it works out well. And I think, you, will, you know, we'll see that again uh, this year that we have some of the challenge-based stuff towards the, the front of the day and then, you know, the pain and the real endurance stuff towards towards the ends of the day. 
Um, and and that's you know it ties into just just putting it laying it out there, and it comes to the mandatories and optionals, and people can gauge and adjust themselves about how far they really want to want to push themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 always tough. We're always going to have elite teams. I mean, we had you know Columbia and Technu going head to head last year, and they were clearing the course. You know, um, you know, with 12, 14 hours, and then we have teams that are that are barely making it in, who've only just cleared the mandatory. So we've, you know, we we've got this huge spread of abilities out there that we have to have to manage as well. Yeah. And it's um, it is interesting this year uh, going into the AR World Series. I mean, they. Um, Craig, who's the uh, the race director for them and oversees everything, one of their stipulations is they re- they really want the lead teams to race, you know, nonstop with minimal kind of kind of dark zones. So so this year you'll see, I mean, there's there's some days which are long. I mean, if you want to make them long, they can be really long, and even even if you want to make them short, they're still pretty long. So um, and that's really just trying to keep people out there. Yeah. Um, so they are, they really have to race nonstop for, for three and a half days. So, um, you know, if people want to take the break outside transition, they can do that too. We're, we're not, we're not dictating that people have to come to that area and, and yeah. take their break if they want to have their equipment and, and stop somewhere and then come into transition and then move on. They can do that. But, uh, that's, that's the way we're going to run the race this year and probably next year. Year five, our, our plan for that is it will be self-supported and it mm. really will be people going non-stop for five to seven days but that's still in the planning phase yeah um that's kind of interesting being self-supported because i i don't i don't know what the last race that was self-supported I mean, yeah i mean i don't know i think i mean i think the guys down i mean they've got the c to c going on right now um I don't know if those guys they have to be self supported down there or have their own support crews. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, Actually they I do. think yeah, you might be right, just just from some of the posts I've seen. So Yeah, I mean you'll see everyone's moving each other's bikes and stuff yeah. like that. So um yeah, I mean we, we once again we gotta look at the logistics on it and, and, and how it works. Um yeah. but that's that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah. So all right, well we made we made it to Cowboy Tough, so let's talk about it. Um how big a deal was it becoming an AR race, World Series race, for you? It's good. I mean, more, it's it's. Uh, I mean, we're, we're pretty proud. I mean, it's it's a nice feather to have in having our cap. I mean, we've we've kind of been working with, and it's once again, it comes back to I think think timing and luck a little bit more than anything. <laughs> um, we've been talking to Craig about it probably even before year one of Cowboy Tough. We've kind of thrown about looking at doing something with the epic or making that longer and being part of it. And, um, we did reach out year one and two and, you know, it's, uh, just worked out. I mean, Grant Killian puts on a great race and that's been kind of the the flagship of the R world series, um, locations for the U S side. And, you know, of course you've got the guys doing, doing the gold rush as well. And it just happened that, you know, Craig wasn't going to do it this year. So, uh, I'm sorry, Grant wasn't going to, um, do the race this year and so i think they were definitely looking for a location in the u.s and uh we had already kind of i guess semi-proved ourselves by yeah. by putting on a race for two years and having some good feedback and people still coming out so i mean they're, they're looking for I mean, they're looking for quality events for people to come out and do and i think that's what we provide 
you know, we look at, uh, you know, of course, God Zones just then. And so we're, you know, we're fanatically looking at all these other races that are part <laughs> yeah. of the World Series and seeing what they're doing and making sure that we can kind of kind of live up to this, uh, I guess, expectation that we've mm-hmm. we've taken on. So um, I, I think, I mean, I don't really think there's a whole lot is going to change from what we've done in the previous years. Of course, we've got a crack media coverage team out there. Best so, in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're covered there. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think we'll be good. It's, 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 yeah, I think, I think we're going to be good as far as far as the world series side of things. And in, interestingly enough, you know, a lot of the people who are coming back to do it, um, or people who are coming this year, are people who've, who've done it in the past. So, um, you know, we sold out a lot quicker this year than we thought we did. And in fact, we'd almost sold out and filled up every spot even before we'd make the, the world series announcement. Um, so I'm not even sure, I mean, I think there's a draw definitely for teams to come do it because it is part of that. But I yeah. think there's something else that we're doing right now that's, um, bringing people out to, to want to do that race or come back and do it again. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've, I think we've got, we've got a team coming from Guatemala, one from Norway, uh, Canada. Um, so we have some international teams coming, yeah. um, but most of them are all all U.S. based teams. Well, you know, that's that's saying a lot. You got you know three of the three of the top five or the top ten at World Championships in the U.S. So you know, yeah, that, we're doing we're doing okay. Um, so let it, you know if people don't know, kind of talk about the race, how how you run it, you know, you know how it finishes, yeah, Casper. Just yeah, so the, 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 really the history behind it is, um, I mean, Wyoming, Wyoming, the governor of Wyoming, Matt, uh, Matt Mead, he was looking for a platform or part of his platform when he was running. He wanted to highlight the history and the kind of like the outdoors pursuits that get done in Wyoming. And they kind of put together a small committee of people and they kind of threw around some different ideas and they came up with the idea of, well, we should hold an adventure race because that's um, seems to be a, a good fit to what they want to do. Um, and, uh, we put in a proposal and we actually, we won it and we were like, Oh, how are we going to do this? <laughs> we live in Virginia and Wyoming's a long way away. So, but, um, we had a lot of support from the state. We worked with some great people out there, um, uh, from the state parks, from tourism, from the different towns that we go to. Uh, and then, um, you know, of course we make a lot of trips out there. Yeah. And uh, very supportive community. And really the goal was to, we came back and our, our proposal was really to highlight different parts of the state. Because a lot of people just know Wyoming and they're like, okay, Yellowstone, Jackson Hole, what else is there? So we really wanted to, to, to focus on all of the state and highlight everything that's there. And um, so we really kind of, we started down in the south part of the state and we worked back up to Casper in the first year and Casper's pretty much central to, to the state and it's actually the largest city in Wyoming. And then last year we started out west um, over in the Wind River range and we headed back towards Casper and east. And then this year we're starting up in the Bighorns and working back down to Casper. Next year we'll be starting over towards the east. Over Actually we're going to try and start up towards Devil's Tower and kind of hook back around. And then the goal is year five that we kind of piece together the best of the past four years and um, stitch that all together. And so really, you know, what that kind of does is, is when you're laying out the course, 
is we know we want to highlight some of the history and we know there's some, um, you know, some recreational areas we want to hit. And so that really kind of dictates the course uh, of really what, what we can do and, and, and where we go. Of course, we have, we want to do it in three and a half days. So we've got to limit the time. We're going to make it long enough, but we can't make it too long. And so that's, um, it's great. But you know what, when we, when we kind of lay it down, we come up with a few different routes and we work through it. It just all kind of, it falls into place. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. You say, oh, I need something to be able to, you know, mix this up here or do something. And you just kind of look and you're like, oh, there's something there. Let's go over and, and use those natural features or mix something in. So this year's race is going to be interesting because we start in, um, yeah, actually in the, in the city of Buffalo, or I guess mm-hmm. it's a town of Buffalo, which is a great little town. We've never, past two years, we've kind of started almost in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so um, it should be fun this year. They've got a nice town center we're starting in. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of people, local people who are going to be coming out to, to watch the start of the race. So uh, that, that's going to be good. It's going to certainly raise the profile of it. And, um, uh, you know, from there, we just kind of head up into the Bighorns and uh, work our way back to, down, down to Casper. There's definitely going to be um, a cowboy feel to it this year. We are going through, we're going through two working ranches this year. So uh, that's going to be fun. They're always, they're, they're super interesting places to go. And then um, the Bighorns are just, just incredible. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful mountain range. It's, it's, it's definitely different terrain than we've, than we've hit before um in in the past two years uh we are i mean the altitude i mean the whole of whole of wyoming's pretty high i mean we yeah. go below like five thousand feet for the whole race but we will be up i think day two we'll be up at nearly ten thousand feet um for a little bit which is you know i usually say you get stuck in over eight thousand feet and you start exerting yourself you can definitely start feeling the effects yeah so um that's something that people are going to have to deal with as well but um, I think it's uh, it's a, it's a good course. We'll be out there in June. You know, I pretty much pre-run the entire course um, over a ten to fifteen day period. Um, this year we've, we're working with a, a lot of private landowners, so um, we're just making sure those guys are happy. Uh, and um, yeah, I think it's it's gonna this year's. I mean, once again, it's it's kind of nice because you're. You, you, you're kind of working around this formula that we've built out to, mm-hmm. to make the race happen. Um, and so each, each year is very different from the last. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, so but it, it's kind of, it's, it, it is kind of the same, but it's way different. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of got the same feel. So we have yeah. the same, you know, we're going to have our mobile TA and, moving gear around and, and those types of things and the same cutoff transition. But, uh, it's, I think the terrain is going to be a, a little bit different this year. And, um, as I mentioned, I think some of the, uh, I know day two is going to be a long day for people, a really long day. <laughs> Good. Well, and as a, as an added bonus, um, the town square where you're starting, that's, yeah. uh, that's where Paulette and I met. Oh, really? Yeah. At a bike race. <laughs> oh, cool. So, yeah. It is. Yeah, we're trying to do some other stuff there. We're actually trying to piece together. Um, you know, we have a lot of other events going on uh, that week as well. Yeah. And usually we've done them so they're going on at the same time as the Cowboy Turf. And this year we're doing it a little bit differently. We actually have a whole kind of weekend of events before um, Cowboy Turf starts. 
and that's all based in Casper. So we have um, a Casper Strong race, which is an eight to twelve hour race, and it kind of goes up and down Casper Mountain. Um, and we have a Glow Run, uh, and I'm not sure if we're going to do any other events down in Casper this year. And then we're also looking at putting on um, a pretty extensive orienteering course um, in Buffalo, probably the Tuesday before the race starts. It's something that the the town has asked us to put on for them. So that should be interesting. Um, If people want to come and check that out before they take on the Cowboy Tough, they should come out and uh, Yeah, that would be a good thing for locals, you know, here in the area. You know, it's not it's not that far a drive to go over and get a little yeah. get a little old practice. So that'd be cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a great. I mean, obviously, you know, Buffalo. It's a great little town. Yeah, yeah. So um, you don't have to say what they are, but are you going to have any uh, Wyoming challenges, so to speak? I think we may be bringing back the Wyoming whiskey challenge, <laughs> <laughs> and. Yeah. Um, if anyone has any practice with maybe some lasso skills before they come, they may come in handy um, for some of the challenges. Uh, and it's uh, actually the, the, the whole area is, is um, very steeped in history. So, you know, yeah. you want to read up on the Range Wars and books, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, any Tom of that Horn. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, some of those things may actually be playing into the race somewhere. Yeah. That, uh, cool. Sounds cool. So, um, all right. Well, what haven't we talked about? Um, I can't think of anything else. So we did mention the world-class media coverage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you listen, you listened to Denise's podcast. So you heard what will be happening to Chris and I, right? From, uh, yeah, you're going to get, <laughs> get the finger everywhere you go. We're gonna, yep. I will say um, this year as well, we've got, um, of course, we've got uh, Cameco is our title sponsor for the race. And so they're coming back on board and they've um, they've sponsoring a team to come out and race this year, which is which is nice. And really, you know, without without those guys and the sponsorship that we get from all the other companies that help us out out in Wyoming, we wouldn't be able to put this on. I mean, they really kind of put up the prize money, which I think is a little bit of a draw for some people to come out and do the race. Yeah. You know, we, we do basically $10,000 in cash through first through third, and then another kind of 10000 in, in in prizes that we do give away. Yeah. Um, and just all the other all the other people in Wyoming who support us, you know, the town of Buffalo supporting us, um, Casper. We've got uh, Knowles coming back out with our, our medical support this year, so we're really, really grateful for that. They have a great team that they provide us, and that's a huge – that's a huge um, – I guess weight off my back or some stress yeah. relief when um, uh, I think we've got the same team of guys coming back out and they kind of they kind of know what it's what it's about now uh, and that's 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 great they kind of they're almost self supporting and I know that they they're going to be doing their job and they're going to be doing it well if anyone needs any kind of support so we're really thankful for Knowles to coming out and uh, providing that support for us as well. Yeah. Cool. So, well, then I'm going to go because. You'll never guess what I'm going to go do now. And I'm not even going to make you guess. i got to go film a monster truck engine being rebuilt. <laughs> I saw that. I saw your, your post with your monster trucks. Yeah, so I'm uh, doing some background B work for the monster truck race and then shoot the race 
races tomorrow. So, um, yeah, hey, getting paid to shoot video, it's not bad. No, no. <laughs> so, very well, cool. cool. All right, well, um, I will, you know, we'll touch base before, yeah. uh, let's see, before uh, July, and maybe we can hook up when I'm out there in June. That would be, that'd be fun. So, I think, okay. um, got some. Don't have a lot of stuff going on. I think Paulette's going to have a training camp for the team here, maybe. But yeah, um, so that'll be fun. So, well, thanks. Um, you know, we say everybody go fast, take chances, and and uh, you can't go to Cowboy Tough, but find another race, Rev Three race. Yeah, sure. We got enough of them. So, all right, all right Mark, thanks, thanks. Randy. Always, and uh, love love what you're doing with the podcast. Thanks. I'm actually. I think I'm going to put this up uh, Saturday, so we get the word out. All right, thanks, man. Okay, bye. Spring was never waiting for us, girl. It ran one step ahead as we followed in the dance. Pages and were pressed in love, sought fevered iron like a striped pair of pants. The carpet's heart is melting in the dark, all the sweet green icing flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think that I can take it Cause it took so long to bake it And I'll never have that recipe again Oh no I recall the yellow cotton dress Foaming like a wave On the ground around your Tender babies in your hands And the old men playing checkers By the trees The carpet park is melting in the dark All the sweet green ice flowing down Someone left the cake out in the rain I don't think that I can take it Cause it took so long to bake it And I'll never have the recipe again
Dark, all the sweet green icing flowing down. 